Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, let's do it. Let's get it started. First Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, you know, we've been journeying through the uh, New Testament in a year. Um, so um, I got a sabbatical coming up in October and November, so I don't know what we're going to do there. I'm going to have to take a hiatus and uh, I'll jump back in around Advent. But but August, September, we good. August, September, we good. But then October and November, hmm. We'll have to do our readings on our own. Two whole months withdrawal from morning prayer, daily Bible. We're still going to pray in the morning. I know y'all are still going to pray in the morning. But just a little, just a little time to rest and rejuvenate. Um, you'll hear more about that, Bayside. But I was uh, supposed to take a sabbatical last summer. But then they had this little uh, thing called a worldwide pandemic that happened. Uh, so that didn't happen. <laughs> so, but coming up in October, November, it's going to happen. So, and I love you guys, but I don't know if I want to, you know, I don't know how restful it is to, you know, be up every morning for the podcast. So, so figuring that out, figuring that out. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, but with it, reading to the New Testament in a year. Uh, we're right on track. We've run, we've run, we've read through probably seven or eight books of the Bible already. Now we're in First Corinthians of, of the New Testament, I should say, uh, which is part of the Bible. But anyway, um, <clears throat> and right now we're kind of rounding the final turn towards the end of the letter to the Corinthians, uh, chapter twelve. And you remember we last year, yesterday we talked about this kind of in the middle of this section uh, where Paul is addressing some concerns. And so he's um, in chapter uh, last, the last chapter, he was dealing with what we're, we aren't really sure what the issue was, but, but so we're, you know, he's kind of trying to figure it out from the context, but something was going on with the, the women in Corinth and basically propriety and worship, something with their hair. Um, and so Paul is, you know, calling them back to uh, just being aware of, uh, you know, proper worship. And this is still in that conversation about proper worship. And so then he talked about, uh, moved into talking about some of the abuses, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the abuses that were going on of the poor during communion. And so he talked about that in the last part of chapter 11. It's like, you know, don't come, don't just come in and start gobbling everything up. Don't be taking the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. Uh, and so now in 12, it's going to be for the next few chapters, it's going to be about spiritual gifts, the proper use of, of spiritual gifts in the body of Christ. So this is good. All right. Welcome, everybody. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's read. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. That's good. He doesn't want us to be uninformed. Some translations say, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know this stuff. Verse 2, 
So he's talking about spiritual gifts, gifts of the spirit. I want you to be informed about this. <clears throat> you know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by uh, to mute idols. So he's like, he's like, remember, remember where you once were and how in those pagan uh, rituals and rites and worships, worship services, so cra the craziness you did. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So, um, if your worship services are you're coming together and whether uh, overtly you're somehow communicating that Jesus is accursed, um, or just by your behavior and treatment of others and your witness, you're saying Jesus is cursed. Um, there's a problem <laughs> that can't be happening. The Holy Spirit's not going to empower that. Um, but conversely, the Holy Spirit is going to empower us in our worship and in our exercise of our gifts to be declaring clearly and uh, indirectly that Jesus is Lord. The Holy Spirit does that. Verse four, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. So uh, context there, the Corinthians are like, they're, they're jockeying for position over who's the most spiritual based on the gifts that they have. And uh, Paul's saying, look, everybody has different gifts, but the, the, all those different gifts are distributed by the same spirit, God, by the Holy Spirit. Verse five, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. All got different gifts, talents, tasks, assignments, but it's the same Lord. Just same, same argument he makes with Paul and Apollos and Cephas, right? These are all apostles, different assignments, different callings, different passions, same Lord that has called all of them. And they all just have a role to do, but it's ultimately God whom they serve. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, Karen, Rebecca, Brenda, Tanya. Glad to have you guys on. Um, welcome to the podcast. If you're listening by podcast, welcome. Um, where are we? Verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So manifestation of the Spirit, the... Um, the way in which a gift presents itself, right? The 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 uh, manifestation, the uh, yeah, the presentation of that gift. The manifestation of the spirit is given to the for the common good. Why does God give spiritual gifts for the common good? To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. So, wisdom is a supernatural ability to discern, um, just to give wise counsel, to to speak a word of wisdom. Uh, a word of uh, insight um, that um, that is supernatural. <clears throat> Maybe you've had a moment like that. You know, you surprised the heck out of your spouse. You said something wise. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, God just moved right here at the kitchen table. Because <laughs> um, behold, <laughs> you have said something wise. <laughs> It is clearly beyond thyself. <laughs> Me most days. 
Yeah, that's what Christy says to me most days. Mm, that that was almost wise there, Terry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so word of wisdom. So to one there's given through the spirit a message of wisdom. Another, a message of knowledge. Now, knowledge is supernatural knowledge. Where someone, you may know something about someone or someone may know something um, about a person or a situation or a circumstance. That's supernatural knowledge. They shouldn't know it, but they do. It's a word of knowledge. I've seen it. I've seen this manifested in many times. It's like, how did they know that? Supernatural knowledge. God gave it to them. Same spirit. Same spirit that gave the wisdom, gave the knowledge. To another, verse 9, faith by the same spirit. Now, we all have enough faith to be saved. We all have faith, but the, this is a, a supernatural gift of faith. Just an ability that is uncanny um, and uh, divine in, it, in the ability to trust God. You know people like that, maybe? They just they just trust God. They, they have faith to move mountains. They, they are risk takers because they trust God. <clears throat> They're not afraid. They trust God. Um, to another, gifts of healing by this by that one spirit. Some people have this gift of healing. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. <clears throat> prophecy is ability to um, um, to speak a, a word. Um, it's not preaching because that there's a different word in Greek that's used for preaching. Paul does not use that word here. It's it's inspired utterances. It's inspired speech. It's a, it's a, it's a word from God that's on target. That is insightful. Uh, it could, it could be about the future, but it could also be about current circumstances. And it's like just this, this, um, this, this keen awareness of what God is up to and what's happening, what God is doing. I've had a few moments like that in my life where it's like, wow. <clears throat> you don't always know they're a prophetic word until later. Like one, well, I don't know if some of you may remember this, but um, I've thought about it a lot. <clears throat> but probably a year, a year before COVID, um, in a there was a time I was uh, I was I was had gotten really into watch, watching like you know tsunami, like watching these videos, these YouTube videos about tsunamis and <clears throat> floods. And I remember watching this one. It was a a. a the live footage of a tsunami that hit uh, India in, I think, 2016, I think. And I just felt like there was a word from the Lord that just like that tsunami, I didn't know what it meant, obviously, that things were going to re retreat, that things were that there was going to be a going out. But then be ready because when the water be ready, when the water comes back in, I am convinced. And I used that. I talked about that in a sermon one time. Shortly thereafter, I am convinced now that was I didn't I would I didn't know right then that, hey, this is a word about the future. Like to, that I, I did feel like it was something to it. And I believe that was the covid. I believe it's what happened with our church, that it emptied, that it, it sucked people right out like it cleared out churches. But be ready because a flood's going to come back in. So I really I really be, believe that was one of those moments. That doesn't ever happen to me very often, um, but I think it was one of those insights, like that it makes more sense as time goes on. 
Very interesting. Um, to another distinguishing between spirits, some people have the ability to, yeah, they can tell like if it, whether it's good or evil, like, hmm, there's a bad spirit about this. I don't feel right about this. They just have a discernment. That's by the spirit. Um, the, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, um, glossolalia, which is the uh, unknown languages, speaking in tongues, speaking in languages. Um, there are several different kinds of tongues that are mentioned in the New Testament. Acts chapter 2 is a is clearly a, a uh, supernatural ability to speak a different earthly language because people heard it in their own language. <clears throat> but there are also um, unknown tongues um, that is a gift of the Holy Spirit, primarily for personal prayer. Um, secondarily, and, and on very rare occasions, is it uh, for corporate worship. And Paul's going to speak a lot about tongues because there was a big misuse of tongues in the Corinthian church. Um, and there was a ecstatic utterance that was happening in a lot of pagan worship. And they're taking some of that ecstatic worship and ecstatic utterances that were happening in other uh, worship services, uh, pagan worship services, and they were bringing some of that into the Christian community. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. God does inspire unknown languages and a glossolalia, but not like that. And you certainly can't be saying Jesus is a curse. You can't be gone. You can't lose your mind, lose your self-control, uh, use your spiritual, uh, lose all inhibitions under the, quote, uh, inspiration of the spirit. But there is a gift of tongues and still there's <clears throat> and there's still another, the interpretation of tongues. So when it, tongues is used in corporate worship and in a gathering of someone uh, in a group of worshipers, there needs to be an interpretation. So if someone was speaking in tongues, there must be an interpreter. Uh, Paul will speak a lot more about that later, about why that is essential. <clears throat> all, all of these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them each to each one just as he determines. So everybody has whatever gift you have. Not everyone has all the gifts. Uh, there's not one gift that everyone gets. You know, that one of the big things, debates about tongues, and it's divided a lot of people, is uh, been a teaching that, um, every person who is saved has the gift of uh, tongues. Um, that's not true. That's not even in this book uh, that in the, sec the 12th chapter of Corinthians teaches pretty clearly that's not the case. Um, we all have different gifts. Uh, some will have tongues, interpretation. Some will have gifts of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, healing, and, that's, and there's probably so many more. Um, all of these are the work of, the, of one and the same spirit, and he distributes to each one as he determines. The Lord determines who gets what gifts. We don't uh, get to decide that. Verse 12, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts, many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Unity, right? We're one body. We do belong to each other, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Holy Spirit, we are all baptized we all drink from the same well which is the holy spirit now if the foot should say because i'm not a hand i do not belong to the body it would not for that reason stop being part of the body so um you wonder what some of the folks in corinth were saying well i'm you know i have the gift of prophecy so i you know i don't care what you guys do you guys just do on your own thing but i have the gift of prophecy so those rules don't apply to me i was like no 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 just because you have foot just because you're a big toe 
I don't mean I don't mean you can I don't mean you can cut yourself off the body because what's going to happen? You're going to die. The big toe, big toe, got to have the rest of the body. Verse fifteen. Oh, verse fourteen. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Oh, we already read. I already read that. Verse sixteen. And if the ear should say, "Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body," it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. So, just because someone says they're not part of the body, doesn't mean they aren't. If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. All that analogy, the body analogy for the operation of the gifts of the spirit in the body of Christ. We all belong to each other. All the gifts of the, of the spirit are distributed to the body of Christ so that we can fulfill the mission that God has intended for the church. We all belong to each other. That I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. I don't need you, hand. No, he can't say that. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. He can say to the feet, you stink, though. <laughs> Just seeing if you're listening. Just seeing if you're listening. Um, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Whatever those parts are. You know, you might, some people are the hand, some people are the foot, some people are the, <laughs> the knee, some people are the eye, you know, and the body always got a butt too. <laughs> Don't be that one. <laughs> uh, you know, you met that person like, oh, I know what part of the body you are. <laughs> Yeah, you, go, you, you ain't got to go to a church very long. You're like, oh, I know you. I know what part you are. Uh, I can tell that from all the junk coming out your mouth. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, anyway, anyways, <laughs> 12, 22. On the contrary, these parts of the body that seem to be weaker are not are, are indispensable. We need them. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with honor, with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our present presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, and that there should be no division in the body, in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. That's true. Man, that's so true. Something's, you know, your foot hurt, your whole body's hurting. If your back hurts, your whole body hurts. Same way with the body of Christ. Verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping. Helping. That's a nice gift. I have a helping gift. Some, a lot of people, a lot of you guys have helping gifts. That's awesome. That's what gets the work done, man. 
gifts of guidance, insight, insightfulness, help guide the process, and different kinds of tongues. There it is again, different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Rhetorical question here, right? Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? Rhetorical question. No. Are all teachers? Nine. Um, do all have gifts of healing? No. Do all speak in tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. Yeah. Awesome word for the unity of the body of Christ. It's both affirming and uh, a reminder, affirming that you have gifts. God has given you gifts. You, you have gifts that have been placed in you by the Holy Spirit to make great the name of Jesus. Um, it's also a reminder that you do have gifts, but your gifts are not more valuable than anyone else's. My gifts are not more invalu- more valuable than yours. Your gifts aren't more valuable than mine or ours more valuable than theirs. We are all one body and all of our gifts are important. When one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. When one part of the body is healthy, we're all healthy. We all rejoice. So we, we pull for each other. So I love that. We belong to one another. It's a good reminder. All right, you guys. Welcome. Thanks for being a part of this. We are going to pray now. We've got a lot to pray about, man. Our world is in, um, in quite a mess with the pandemic still raging on and um, the dire situation in Afghanistan particularly with um, those still remaining in the country for Christian missionaries and ministers um, and, and, and uh, indigenous leaders. I mean, um, the church has been growing and, and doing some great things there in Afghanistan over the last 20 years. Um, they have obviously um, overnight had to go into hiding. Um, and some of them have already gotten notifications that they, they were, the Taliban is going to be coming for them. Um, so this is legit, man. This is real. These are our brothers and sisters. This is what Paul talks about. When one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. They're our brothers and sisters from a different part of the world, um, speaking a different language, a radically different culture, but they are our family, brothers and sisters. And um, there's no worth it for them to go, man. The, uh, the, the, the nations around Afghanistan have closed their borders, so there's no fleeing the country to uh, its, uh, its hideout. Hope you survive. Um, and the, uh, the odds aren't real good for that. I'm going to talk about that this week, man. Mm, I'm going to give you a little taste of it. Um, you know, we hear something like that and we think, man, um, how tragic that they would give their lives for Jesus. You think about even missionaries that give their lives for Jesus. I want to suggest this to you. I want to say more about this Sunday, but I want to suggest this to you. Giving your life for Jesus is not tragic. You know, that's not tragic. Is it sad? Yes. Is it uh, a horrible evil? Yes. But is it tragic? No. You know, it's tragic. Spending your life 
collecting seashells. You know, the most dream, most Americans have a dream. I want to, I want to make some money. And once I make some money, I'm going to retire to Florida. And I'm going to get a house on the beach and I'm going to spend the rest of my life collecting seashells. That's tragic. That's tragic. That people would use the singular investment of their lives, not to make an eternal difference for the name of Jesus, but to collect seashells. I wonder what Jesus is going to say when you get up there with that big collection of seashells. Wow, what an amazing collection of seashells. Enter into my kingdom, faithful servant. I don't think so. I don't think so. How about the person who gives their life for the name of Jesus, who stands before a sovereign and holy God, who spilt their blood for the name of Jesus? I don't have any seashells, Lord. <laughs> but look at the souls. Oh, man. Look at the souls whose lives have been redeemed because of my service in your great name. Man, don't waste your life on seashells. That's tragic. Wasting your life on seashells is tragic. I'll talk more about that Sunday. Let's pray, y'all. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word today. Thank you that we are all one family. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan and around the world in places of intense persecution, places where our brothers and sisters are giving our their lives for the cause of Christ and for the name for your great name. Lord, I pray you'd bless them and encourage them and strengthen them today. Lord, uh, we, we don't want to live tragic lives. We don't want to live the kind of lives that collect seashells. Um, we want to we want to we want to live the kind of lives that uh, collect souls. Hallelujah. Let's collect souls for the kingdom of God. Lord, we're inspired by those who are in harm's way and yet are resilient because they have they have found the pearl of great price. Lord, help us to uh, really appreciate the gift of salvation, the gift of the good news for the entire world. Lord, I pray that we believe that, we live that, and we share that with others. God, I thank you for my friends. I pray your blessing and encouragement on them today. Keep them safe and close to you. Uh, Lord, help us to make a difference today. Help us to uh, today go out and collect souls to minister to those who need to know the good news of Jesus today. In his great name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Love you guys. Thank you for being a part of this. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. 
Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.